Well, hopefully the wiki's up so we can actually read the synopses of this episode. Because last week, we had technical difficulties the entire hour. Yeah. yeah. I got it pulled up, so. You got it pulled up? Sick. All right. If you thought we were a hot mess in season one, well, just wait. <laughs> Top tier. I forgot Sam existed. That's an insult to slug. Fully slicked up in slime, you know. Just go die in a hole. We're gonna check your river. And this is a thirst page. Is he alive or is he dead? You just sent me a picture of tissues. They're all nodding right now, but you can't see that, so. Is that your real hair or is that a hair piece? I swear, if the wiki breaks. These boots were made for walking. Oh, your Aunt Agatha. My man's really fell in a creek and tried to play it off as a fashion choice. Well, uh, hello everyone. Welcome to episode two, three, four of season two. You you can edit it. Welcome back to Adventures in Absurdity, everybody. (laughs) Glad to have ya. (laughs) Oh yeah, I I really should keep better track of these kinds of things. Thank you, Grace. I think anybody has been keeping track though, guys. If you thought we were a hot mess in season one, well, just you wait. Boy, howdy. <laughs> season two gets you more of everything, and that includes the chaos, which yeah. is for better and for worse. So, we should review that episode someday. That's a good one. Sorry. The more chaos, the better? For better or for worse. Oh, that's an ep- Wait. Oh, uh, that's the one with Jason and the thing. Right? Oh. Mm, okay, hang on. <laughs> let me look. Let me look this up real quick. Well, well, Matthew looks up that synopsis. Um, yeah. <laughs> this week, um, well, actually, well, I'm Grace. You know who Matthew is. Other, Woo! um, other person introduced yourself because I think we're still doing this. Oh yes, hello. This is Abby. You may remember me from great quotes such as, Where is my husband? (laughs) (laughs) That was a beautiful introduction. (laughs) That's that's her trademark now. Yeah, you I really want a sticker of one or both of those. I know we have if we're gonna make if we ever make merch. merch. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we we need merch, merch. We have to do that. If we ever yeah, please. Also if you guys listening have any suggestions or ideas of merchandise that you'd want to get a, get or buy, email us or send yeah. us a message on literally anything except for Twitter, I think. Yes. Yeah. Please. Facebook, sauce Instagram, it over. Tumblr, email, Adventures in Absurdity, podcasts, yeah, whatever. Just go for it. And also, if you tell us if, tell us if you would buy merch too. So, like, we don't like get all this stuff and then nobody buys it except for us. So, you know, that'd be great. Yeah, if you'd actually be open to the idea, you know, shoot us a line. Yes. Um, Eugene and Katrina get married in. in they had their, cer- their ceremony. But this is so. F- from the episode where they are like, okay, wait. Sorry, this isn't even relevant to the current episode that we're actually reviewing, but this. Wait, no, what season, or what uh, album? Better um, for Worse is in Eugene Returns. Eugene Returns, which is... 44, I think. 44. But last week we did For Whom the Wedding Bells Toll, and that's... That's when they get engaged. Yeah. So, wait. Oh, we but did. remember, where Eugene and Katrina got married at Armitage's deathbed side, and then they left for their hiatus. What? I you seriously don't know that? Oh, Grace, it's been so long since I've listened to these episodes. <laughs> but okay. that's, an, that's an album 29. Are, they, are, you, are you seriously telling me they, they're engaged for 15 albums? No! They got married during Novacom at, because Katrina's dad was dying. Okay. Because, yes. So he was dying. They got married at his bedside. Brandon married him. Then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really funny, actually. They yeah. go on a hiatus for like two or three, four oh. years. Remember, just Will Ryan was just like off the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then they come back and Eugene returns and it's all blah, 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 blah. And then Connie's like, right. you need an actual wedding. 
So I'm for better or for worse. Connie dreams about Constance throw this wedding. Millie is like an overbearing mom. Katrina's like, oh my gosh, I'm already married. What the heck am I doing? They right. woo her over, even though they're already married and doesn't need to woo her over. And yeah. Okay, yeah. that makes that makes sense. I definitely skimmed over that. Like, it was like Eugene and Katrina finally planned to have a proper wedding, and I didn't. Cool. Thank you. This makes more sense. Oh, Tom for Bear! Because uh, <laughs> that's the episode we're reviewing this week. Yes. All right. So, Philip Lossman returns to look for toxic chemicals on Tom Riley's farm. Meanwhile, Odyssey's mayor resigns, so Tom Riley and Bart Rathbone compete for the office. This brings up another thing about the disparity between albums. Tom Fumayer, hang on. Tom Fumayer comes up in, like, album, what is it? 14, I think? Comes up in album 22, The Changing Times. I'm oh, listening. Yeah. I'm listening through the episodes chronologically, and Tom Fum, or, or uh, the one about the Edge Biter Company... It's like, oh, where is it? It's in album seven. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like, the continuity is top tier. <laughs> but wow. It's been, it's been about 20 years. We're going to check your river for, you know, edge biter chemicals. Just don't worry about it. This is, this is a something that is both necessary and needs to be done. Grace, you okay? I was mocking them. <laughs> Because, ah, oh yes, yeah, we're gonna check the creek for chemicals. <laughs> check. Dump it in there. <laughs> check. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. Which is the the massive plot twist which uh, requires Sam to actually be in the episode. I forgot Sam existed. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Who? What? He, was he in the Novacom series? Or, like, was he just a child? I think he was just kind of there for a couple episodes, and He's that's why I forgot about him. Sick. Actually, Sam Johnson, we can look him up. Sam Johnson. Advent- <laughs> Try, guys. <laughs> just an odyssey. <laughs> oh, gosh. Episode- Oh. Episode appearances, 37. Huh. Isaac the True Friend, latest episode, number 500. Really? Yeah. Well, he was the one that almost... He was the one that did something with the river, right? Or no? No, that was Isaac the Brave. Isaac the Friend. And... Oh! Isaac, Isaac Morton. Yeah, It wasn't it. Isaac the True Friend, because on Isaac the True Friend, he goes in the Imagination Station back to Daniel, David, and Goliath. Oh, yeah. Wait, how... So was, it wasn't that one. How would Sam Johnson be in that if it was just... Wait, no, actually, actually, it was because... When he gets, he meets, he meets a boy named Sam in the Adventure Odyssey, who is like David's servant or something. And then when he gets out of the um, Imagination Station, he finds out that Sam was actually real and was another little boy who was in the game with him. What? Or was in the, the he, like, it was like, it, he gets out of the Imagination Station and is like crying and is really upset. And it's like, Mr. Whitaker, why'd you let me go through with that? I finally found a true friend. His name was Sam, and now that I'm out of the Imagination Station, he isn't real. And Mr. Whitaker was like, yes, he is, look behind you. And then Sam got out of the Imagination Station on the other side, and was like, I was here the whole time, friend. Yo, that's, wait, that actually sounds sick. It was one of my favorite episodes. I used to listen to that all the time. Oh, no wonder you know exactly what happens in the episode. That makes sense. <laughs> that's sick, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, here. Samuel and Isaac become steadfast companions, and by the end of the adventure, Isaac has learned what it means to have and be a true friend, blah, blah, blah. But sick. That's pretty, you know? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Tom, Tom for Tom for Mayor. Tom for Mayor. Yeah. Um, so the episode opens up, and Philip Glassman shows up on Tom Riley's doorstep, basically saying, That's... like, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, at like six in the morning. I'm like, I'm, which terrible. <laughs> that's illegal. <laughs> not, actually, not actually, but it should be. <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, bud, guess what?" And if I were Tom, right away, I would have been like, "Just go die in a hole. Like, get away from me." <laughs> I mean, like, fair. Yeah, 
like I was I I was setting up or whatever for a recording and I just got done listening to all the episodes. I'm like, man, if I were Tom, I would have just been like, go die. Like get away from me. Leave. Just yeah, like the same reaction that he had with like Richard Maxwell when Richard came comes back like for forgiveness. Just like that exact reaction. Just get off of my property, get out of here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and literally my first note is on how indignant Tom sounds. <laughs> Glossman, what are you doing here? Aren't you gonna invite us in? Well that depends. And he just like got launches in. It's exquisite, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Poor man. This poor Tom Tom Thomas Riley. Oh Tom. I miss Tom so much. I do. Yeah, same honestly. Yeah. But this episode for Walker Edmiston must have been a uh, cow to uh, uh, record. <laughs> like, this must have been so... Because he got to debate with himself. That would have... Like, that just sounds... That would be so much fun, though. Right? That'd be sick. Like, he just... It's like... Uh, I, what was I gonna say? I can't even... I don't know. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. No, but, like, that'd be sick. Um... We have a note from Hannah, because uh, she's in public and can't record right now, but <laughs> she has one thing that she'd like to add to this discussion, is that, let it be known that Waku Edmiston is the GOAT. Yes. The greatest of all time. That's what GOAT stands for. Because <laughs> the first time I ever saw that acronym, I was insanely confused. Um, <laughs> anyways. Yes. He is. Um, I, I don't know. R.I.P. Walker and Winston. Like, yeah, rest, rest in peace. Me, but oh my gosh, legend. Walker and Winston was sick. The talent, like, just imagine the amount of talent you have to have to basically record an entire episode by yourself. Because like, right? well, I mean, but, like to argue with yourself and like have two distinct characters back to back and interrupting each other. I'm like, what? What kind of Magic is this. Yeah, honestly, like, that's insanely impressive. I can barely only do one voice correctly, and that's my own voice, but, like, he can, like, <laughs> swap between two. I don't think, like, when I started listening to to Odyssey, I don't think that I knew Bart and Tom were the same person. And then when I found that out, I was like, oh, wait, but then, but they sound so di-. Like, they usually you can tell if it's like, okay, yeah, this vague, like, if Wit's playing a character in the Imagination Station, or, like, if Paul Herlinger is playing somebody in the Imagination Station, it's like, okay, yeah, you can tell, you can, like, you can kind of hear Wit in, a little bit in the voice, but, like, mm. with Bart and yeah. Tom, it's so different. It's so different. It's country it twang, and this weird <sighs> New York, Boston, <laughs> greasy voice. Yeah, I don't even know what Bart's accent is it's just bart it's it just it's a very distinctly bart rathbone mm-hmm. accent how old do you guys think philip glossman is um he's either like well at this point like when he first gets introduced he's probably like 25 like fresh out of like this fresh squeaky clean and he's already slimy like kid right. who's trying to get into the big leagues with councilman and whatever by now probably he's like this like middle-aged man who's now just fully slicked up in slime you know it's kind (laughs) of it's greasy fella i think i think he was probably i think right now he's probably like 40 yeah 40 something maybe like 42 okay so then late 30s early 40s Mm -hmm. but look at his character art and I'm like, what? <laughs> His character yeah. looks... He looks like a slug. He does. <laughs> hey, that's an insult to slugs, okay? Yesterday, I was walking to my best friend's house. It was, like, pitch black. And we were walking back to her house to have a sleepover. And we stopped on the side of the road because it had rained earlier. So there were a bunch of slugs. And I took my gloves off to, like, touch the slugs because I, I really like slugs. But she made me leave, and in the morning when I woke up after the sleepover, I freaked out because I couldn't find my gloves. 
but I had to leave to catch my bus. So we left the house, and as we were walking down the road, we saw my gloves were still on the side of the road from where I had taken them off to pet the slugs, and I forgot that I had left them there. And there was, oh, like, no. a trail on them from where the, from the snails and slugs that like, climbed on top of the gloves. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. Dang. Good <laughs> thing you found here. your gloves. <laughs> Surprised the slugs didn't, like, make off with them. Yeah, I was really scared you know. I was going to put my hand in the glove and then accidentally, like, squish a slug or something. Oh, gosh. I feel like, so bad. Scorpion in the boot style, like, whoops, hello, yeah. you're in here. Abby's like, welcome back to this today's adventure in Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that what you got the idea for your, uh, your, uh, your Tumblr URL? <laughs> Yeah, where did you think where did you think Ab Adventures well, and Odyssey I came from? Don't did know. You, did you did you think that I did you think that I just forgot to put the A D in Adventures and just put Adventures and Odyssey? <laughs> well no, but Okay. I I swear it's clicked before now. But <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I know. I you swear mean. it's clicked before now. But when I initially read it, like the mental picture that would pop up is just Ab, like a picture of like somebody's abs venture like in Odyssey or something like <laughs> yeah like not in a weird way but like it's just like okay ab venture in Odyssey it's like okay you know like abs like instead of abdomen. instead of instead, instead of, of like instead of like a nickname for me ab ventures in Odyssey instead it's just like abs ventures in Odyssey and this is a thirst page for like all the guys <laughs> in Odyssey maybe Richard is absolutely shredded you don't know so like <laughs> who knows. You don't know. Exactly. Who am I to say whether or not Richard Maxwell has abs or not? Exactly. Exactly. Or Jason. Or Jason. Or Jason. You right. You right. And if we had, and if Emily was here, you know she would be all over this immediately. Exactly. Um, (laughs) Both, both in the discussion sense and in the physical sense and the literal sense and in the literal sense. (laughs) <laughs> and with that, we'll move on so that she doesn't, like, exuberate me d- during editing. Um... <laughs> so, Philip Glassman shows up, and he's like, guess what, bud? I'm back, and I'm, like, taking your farm. Mm-hmm. Not really. But then... Um... Okay, this so This is then... Agent Furter. As in Frank? <laughs> As in Frank, no. Bert. This agent over here is Frank. <laughs> Did anyone catch that joke though? The Frank joke? Yeah, because Frank and Furter, like Yeah, okay. Hot dog. I love that. Yeah. That was that's top tier comedy funny. right there. But yeah, the next scene and Tom is going off to Mayor Bill about like what the heck he can't do this, do something. And Bill is just not having it. He's like, but I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Yeah, like this poor guy. He has this farmer going off on a tirade, and he's just like, I just work here, man. Come on. But then there's the phone call or whatever, which I didn't get. Like, I I understand what it means plot-wise, but, like, who's the guy? I don't remember, because I don't remember most of the episodes from this section of Odyssey. Yeah, I just remember... I literally listened to this episode like 20 minutes ago. Where's my head? But he said something. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll call whatever. He hanged up. And I have in my notes, what a backstabber. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Honestly, yeah, though. Like, oh, gosh, yeah. Tom was the best mayor in Odyssey. Fight me. You can't even fight me. You can't fight me when it's facts. Yeah, no, I don't think any, not a single person in in the AIO fandom would rise up against you and saying that Tom was not the best mayor. Right? We just, he's just, he's just, well, what were the, what were the reasons that Bri- oh, Brian, oh my gosh, what were the reasons that Bernard was listing? Like, he's, he's, oh. he's a good man of the people, he doesn't care about political power, he's, uh, he, like, he has experience he has with experience. the yeah. yeah, student council, oh, oh my gosh. Council. City Council. <laughs> <laughs> I am oh, very out of it. Student body president. That's, oh, <laughs> oh Thomas, Thomas, Tom would be a student body president though. He, 
he would be like just the sweetest guy to be, you know, the student, like the pre the student body president, like. Yeah. Exactly. But, and then, um, Bernard is like raging, <laughs> and he goes, "This is downright un-American." Yeah. <laughs> That line, I was like, okay, yeah, it's, it's down, like, he's just steamrolling right over you. This is downright un-American. Um, and then Jack just pipes up, like, un-American, huh? <laughs> what? Tea? I hear, I, I, I hear tea. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Jack just yeah. comes out for the back, and so does Eugene, like, what's the tea, sis? Come on, let's go. <laughs> Spill it. Oh, um, gosh. No, I need Eugene to say that now. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Can you imagine Jack Allen? <laughs> All right, so spill the tea. Come on. Oh no! Oh no! I have mixed feelings about that. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Anyways, um, um, and Sam Johnson is there for plot convenience, um, because he needs to be introduced early on, as any so. Be established, yeah. Yeah, he needs to be established, and they're talking about ice cream and whatever, and then all the characters, and then they're like, "Hey, he's doing a thing on my farm," and then <laughs> people are like, "Oh," and then and then uh, what happens? The hey, Eugene, go. can I get a wave? <laughs> Greetings and salutations to the everyone who is have the pleasure of viewing this informational tape. You call that That's a, a wave? wave? <laughs> <laughs> what do you expect? You can't, not duh, Sam, you can't do a wave. It's an audio drama. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> Sorry, that, you're right, that went completely over my head. <laughs> so, like, you can't just be like, because, like, I waved and no one knew, but if I went, greetings and salutations, you're like, okay, yep, it, it makes sense now. Yeah, that makes a lot. It's like what it's like what Katie said. You're like they're all nodding right now, but you can't see that. So. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Anyways, yeah. Um, and then Bernard when he was going off about Glossman, and he's like, "The man's a living weasel." I'm like, Bernard's my inspiration. He's my role model. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bernard Walton is just a gift to humanity. Honestly. Yes. It's a. Shame to see him go, but it is. Uh, all like half this cat. Okay, not to be morbid, but like half <laughs> this cast is dead, and it makes me so sad. Oh gosh, yeah, that is very depressing, actually. That is unfortunate. Well, yeah, because Walker Edmiston, um, Jack's actor, right, passed away. Yeah, Alan Young. Alan Young passed away. Dave. No, is D Bernard Dave Walton. Madden? Dave Madden. Dave Madden, um, hopefully Sam Johnson actor's still around, because he's a child. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Connie's still around. Yeah, no, that's that's a good, and then Will Ryan's still alive and kicking. Yeah, that's like a good half to cast of this episode. Right? Also, did you guys also. realize that Paul McCusker plays Glossman? We, we were talking about this last week, I think. Right, Abby? Say that again? Because we we, uh, that Paul Walker uh, plays Glossman. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I think we also mentioned that Bolt, Chuck Bolte plays Dale Jacobs or uh, uh, George Barkley or one of the two. Or somebody plays... So. Yeah. And then, yeah, because like, I, yeah, like, I was listening to this episode and because it's like, Glossman, what do you want? And then as Glossman is talking, I'm like, wait a minute, yeah. This is the same voice that has told me today's episode yeah. can be frightening <laughs> to young viewers. Please get your parents and listen along with them. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. That's whack, though, because I never got made. I uh, I never made that connection before. Yeah, because I looked it up earlier at night. I thought he sounded kind of like Steve Burns, who played Mitch. So I wanted to see if there's like a oh. connection or whatever. Because, kind of yeah, okay, but like half of these characters, they sound like people they're not. Because the people that play, the person that played like Mayor Bill, I don't know who it was, but he sounded kind of like Earl Bowen, who played like Blackguard and stuff. Mm, that's true, actually, yeah. 
all these people, and I am like, do they just have the same three people playing the entire cast? But no, apparently not. Uh, it's a it's a small radio drama. You know, they gotta yeah. cut corners sometimes. <laughs> cast limited talent. Exactly. But uh yeah. And I'm terribly sorry, but that is literally all of the notes that I have on this episode. So Grace, it's <laughs> all you. All right. Like I remember so... what happens, but I got nothing written down. So go for it. Yeah. So you know, and then on the radio, um, the mayor Bill comes over and he's like, I'm resigning, effective this month. I'm like, that doesn't that just sounds kind of rough when you say it. That's just yeah. like my personal preference because I'm always expect like effective immediately instead of affected this month. I'm like or within the month. And I go, that's not smooth, that's choppy, but um. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, like it's like uh, uh, uh i had more to add to that but no you're right it's just it just sounds odd it's like effective you know it's like just saying like oh yeah i'm i'm resigning effective you know at some point you know i'll get through it kind of it's not like it's not this decisive you know <laughs> yeah. this is just kind of like a spur of the moment thing i don't really know yet but like we're working it out yeah exactly like i have kind of have these plans you know guys just bear with me here i think i'm gonna resign sometime this month i don't know just kind of <laughs> It's kind of a work in pro like it's you know it's this vision that I had and I just I'm kind of <laughs> working through it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It effective immediately would have been cooler. Mm-hmm. But and then so you know Bernard is like Tom, you should run for mayor. And eventually Tom is like, okay, fine, I'll do it. And then um so you got Bart and he's like, guess what, my dudes. I'm running for mayor, and you should vote for me because I'm going to be the best mayor. And you know, mm-hmm. and then he's talking about why he wants to be mayor, why he does, and oh, you know, like those are some pretty big boots to fill. And he goes, "These boots were made for walking." And, <laughs> and that's what I'm—we're gonna win. I'm like, I like the song reference. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That that entire like weirdly cobbled together speech was just beautiful. Like I'm the man with the boots with the big feet to fill the boots that were made for walking and that's and I'm throwing my hand in the towel or whatever it is. It was you know, it was beautiful. Yeah, you could definitely tell it was improv. I'm curious hundred percent. I wonder how much of that um Walker like had lived because, yeah um, he was probably given like all right you he was probably like the script is like okay you have this one line to say these are big shoes to fill ad lib for the next 30 seconds and just go at it <laughs> like yeah. if that was the script i would not be unduly surprised you know mm-hmm. i'm sure that's how they are with like a lot of them. tom is a savage because i don't i don't remember yeah. exactly like this but... is a quote from i think part two but I think Bernard is like, did you know that talking for an entire program and not said an, a single thing? And it's just like, yeah, Bart goes off about this and by being there and making it better and to just do the good thing for the common man, like taxes. And it's just like, no. <laughs> Bernard obviously had no idea what he was doing. <laughs> like that. And Bernard isn't necessarily the type to just kind of spontaneously do stuff. It's like you knew he was passionate about this just to be like i have no yeah. idea what i'm doing but i'm here for it honestly yeah like, mm-hmm. are you good abby do you have a, do you have a runny nose or something yeah i do and it's really annoying me oh, oh, oh that sucks <laughs> it's so annoying i'd give you a box of tissues but like just well thanks no problem uh, so wait wait is there wait hang on hang on hang on hang on no, oh, darn. Hang on. Hang on. Give me, like... What, are you going to send me a picture of tissue or something? <laughs> <laughs> I am the most helpful. <laughs> right! You did uh, send me a picture of tissues. Yeah. Well, a gift of tissues. No problem. It's, I'm just, I'm just that caring of an internet friend, you know? Wow, thank you so much. 
Bernard's like, come on, just like I got this petition, people done things with it, and they all think you're cool, so just go for it, man, and like let's screw Bart Rathbone over and make Odyssey a better place. Hey Odyssey great again in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Let's make Odyssey better. And then cause the last mayor was apparently corrupt and the only other candidate, which let's be I, like in a town like Odyssey, the fact that like I know it's a small town, but for there only to be two candidates that are running, yeah, with one of them kinda... to have literally no other political like career yeah. whatsoever, like surprised that there were not more people running. And realistically, there would be because Odyssey is kind of that like stereotypical. Southern tradition, traditional conservative religious town, and usually in, in places like that, people are really political. And so mm-hmm. you would think that, you know, you'd think that there'd be more people who were willing to run. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, you, there would just be more people that know people who are like, okay, yeah, you know, you'd be a good candidate, or you'd be a good candidate, so just yeah, go exactly. at it and see. Like, like, exactly what happened to Tom, but, like, with more than just one person. One person, yeah. Yeah. You can't tell me also that there's not like one Karen that's like, I get a better ice society. Yeah, oh, exactly. 100%. Yeah. Oh, good gosh. Yeah. Bernard, he's got the petition, brings it to Tom. Tom's like, let's do this. And then. Um, and then that's where the episode ends, isn't it? No. No. <laughs> Through the episode. Sick. Well, this is why I need to write more notes. <laughs> and then, um, I have Tom's relationship with his horses are so cute because he was like, it's just throughout the show, like they're just so important to him. I don't know, Tom. Um, and then yeah, like little Joe and Rachel and Leah and and mm-hmm. I think there's another horse question mark. There are there is, but I don't. Remember. There might be more, but I don't remember the names. Yeah. Okay, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, (laughs) Bart and Tom's advertisements, though. Oh, man, yeah. Those were killer. And all I can say is... top tier. Bart gave me severe colonial vibes with that that music. (laughs) Colonial? (laughs) You're gonna have to expand on that one. (laughs) You know what you know what that word means. I know what colonial means, but what what? Uh. Okay, but you know, like at the beginning, and it was like a drum cadence and like a oh. flute and everything. And I am like, are we back in the 1700s? Oh yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Honestly, yeah. I was like announcing, yeah, whatever, and then and then there's mm-hmm. this like weird movie announcer voice <laughs> offset <laughs> to Bart's New York twang. Like, it's like the Cinema Sins voice being like, <laughs> <Bart Rathbone. laughs> Oh my gosh, honestly though, it is the Cinema Sins voice. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I haven't watched that uh, that channel in years. I used to love them. They were hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, so you notice that, and then he's like, stop by at the Electric Palace. <laughs> And get your free Bart for Mayor sticker for a ten dollar purchase. Yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. Literally every the uh, uh. Sorry, I'm doing my best here. He's every the like enterprising businessman. Like, oh, I still got five seconds of airtime. Let's go. Yeah. The Electric Palace, ladies and gents. <laughs> Awful sexy place. Come on down. <laughs> um. Yeah. And then you have Tom's ad, and it's just so sweet. And, you know, you got the uke in the background. I'm like, oh my gosh, you yeah. have Eugene play for him. Oh, this is- oh, that's so sweet, actually, yeah. Right? And I'm like, can't you imagine Tom going up and being like, Eugene, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I need your help. And he's like, well, of course, Mr. Wiley, what musical composition would you like me to perform? And he's like, <laughs> Oh, no. oh, that's so spot on, too. That's exactly what they would say. <laughs> just nothing fancy, Eugene. Just a nice little, uh, just a nice little tune for me to talk over. He's like, "All right," and then he starts busting out every single chord that requires like five different 
finger placements or whatever. It's like, Eugene, please. Eugene! <laughs> um, oh, man. Yeah, that was super cute. And then he's just nice, simple, like, I'm Tom Riley, and I'll make better the society. I didn't say those words right. And then I don't really remember what he says in it. <laughs> My next note is just, I love Jack. So I Jack did something, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was at the bit where Jack was like, he came, he was riding Leah, right? Or Rachel around the uh around the farm. And then he comes upon Glossman's man and he's like, Hey, what okay. are you what are you doing here? And how's the testing going? And Glossman's like, Oh, oh, you know. That's for me to know and you to find out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, literally, that's exactly what he says. Um also when he's like, so I guess you're Philip Glossman. Glossman's like, yeah, I guess I might be. I'm like, you don't have the right to be snarky to my grandpa. Don't take that. <laughs> yeah, honestly, Philip Glossman is in too precarious a position to be that sassy. I'm like, no, find your place because you're not in it right now. Exactly. Um, and then I also have... Okay, Bossman reminds me of Richard. He just kind of gives me the same vibes. Mm. He sounds like Mitch, and it threw me off so much. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> Anyone? Like no, like and my first, my first immediate thought was trying to place Glossman's voice over like some Richard lines, like. And now this entire place is rigged to explode, but it's in Glossman's <laughs> voice. Yeah. Can't you hear it though? I can. A li- like, I can okay. hear it. Like, not with the same, like, weird kind of bouncy cadence that Maxwell has, but like, just in the way that Glossman talks. And now I, this entire place is ready to explode at a push. Like, I can hear that. I can very clearly hear that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, f- I feel you. I feel you. And then they got the debate or whatever. Poor Jack is like, I'm Jack Allen, I'm the moderator. By Who knows why? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that was hilarious. Like, poor Jack, he got roped into this and didn't want to be. Yeah. Jack Jack Allen is just he's just the kind of guy that is just kind of chills and then all of his whack friends are like, hey, can you do this? Can you do that? Let let's go do this. You gotta be the moderator for a political discussion between Bart Rathbone and Tom Riley. Good yeah. luck, man. <laughs> Yeah. And then, okay, so when Brian, and Brian Dern, he was, like, asking the questions and stuff. I'm like, why oh, wouldn't, why wouldn't Brian be telling, asking questions? But when he was like, all right, Bart, first question, is that your real hair or is that a hairpiece? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. Brian, Brian Dern is a very interesting lad. <laughs> He's. I miss him. Who voices him? Does anyone know? Uh, we have the power of Google. All right, Brian, Brian, Dern. First thing that comes up, Brian Dern is a non-Christian radio shock jock, known for his biting comments. Corey Burton. Does he voice anybody else, or is he uh, like? Let's check. I swear, if the wiki breaks this. At this exact moment. Nope, here we go. Okay. Corey Burton, episode characters played 169. Holy crap. Walter Shakespeare. He plays Shakespeare. Oh. He played young Joe Finneman in East Wind's Reigning. Interesting. Um, He's also been in Star Wars, The Clone Wars, as Count Dooku. He's been in Disney. Uh, characters played. Click one. Okay, characters. Here we go. It's been Abraham Lincoln. Um, oh. That's 169, so I'm just going to like name the important <laughs> ones. Brian Dern. Uh, Elijah. Uh, he's been a lot of like miscellaneous, like fisherman, firefighter, MC, EMT. He's also played God. Uh, he was the great wishy-wash, wishy-was, <laughs> in those episodes. Um, 
Jacob. He was Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. Uh, he was the magic mirror. Okay. And then a bunch of misters, narrators, newscasters, employee 105. Um, yeah. He's... So, is, is, is he alive? Or is he dead? Oh! Uh, hmm. <laughs> right, that's, that's the original question. Hang on, Corey's <laughs> homepage, let's go. Uh, Corey Burton. Burton. American voice actor. He is alive and well. He is 65 right. years old. They should bring him back if they, he's they not retired. Brian, Brian Byrne is a very cool person. Him and Jay together? Oh my Good wait. gosh. That would be amazing though, honest. I want that. Oh, that just came to mind. I need that. Anyways. Um, That'd be sick. Anyways, yeah. Grand Brandon and, and Jace Mouse. Those would be, that would be, like, not in the, not with the terminology, but they'd be a power couple. Not with the, like, connotations yeah. that follow those words, but, like, they'd be cool together. Mean, yeah. Dynamic duo. Yeah. Dyna- there we go. There's the non-romantic entanglement version of that. Back to the point I was trying to make with that, I guess. And Brian was like, is that your hair? Or a hairpiece? Later on, like, way later on in Parker for president, Maury's talking to Zoe about how to good how to be a good reporter for, like, a campaign. And he's like, yeah. you gotta find the drama. And she's like, you mean, like, if the person wears a toupee or brushes oh. their teeth at night? And I'm like, oh, they totally did not mean to do that. But, oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> oh my gosh, accidental callbacks are the absolute best. That's sick. Yeah. You'll love to see it. Props mm-hmm. to the Odyssey writers, honestly, for being able to do that. Just casually, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, is that what the episode in? Basically. Someone yeah. said they'll regret something, and then they laughed, and I called them a jerk, but I think, I don't remember who it was. I really, my mm. notes are just regret. No, regret. regret? <laughs> 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 my, my notes are regret. <laughs> and then jerk in all caps, so I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, we should do like a live commentary on an episode one day. That'd be cool. Ooh. Ooh. That'd be interesting. interesting. That'd be fun. That would also, uh, that would also not necessitate us frantically listening to the episode five minutes before recording. So yeah. And so. Eugene. Sam conspiring in the little theater at the beginning of part two. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, and we're here in the little theater. Uh, keep keep it to the facts or whatever. Like that's just, that entire interaction is just. Well, thespian activities. Uh, stick to little words, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then um, the music though. It's like suspenseful in all the right places. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because they like do things with the camera and they make certain to mention the camera quite prominently. Like, here, I'm recording with my vidcorder. Um, you wouldn't want to get your camera wet. Uh, make sure you don't, you take off the lens cap. Like, they, they, they draw attention to this camera like several times. It's very yeah. impressive. That's the writer who wrote this episode. Paul, oh, Paul wrote this episode. He's saying, hey, kids, listen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like Chekhov's gun, but they put the gun in the foreground. <laughs> like, look at this. We are going to use this at some point. Make sure you know there is a camera in these episodes. <laughs> you, you stick it in front of the face. Do you see it? Do you see it? Do you see it? <laughs> exactly, yeah. He gives this, like, synopsis or whatever what's all happening. And he's like, great, that was awesome. And he's like, should I follow it with something? Like what? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a dramatic musical theme? And then it goes into the uh, intro. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That was beautifully well done. Oh, my gosh. I was very proud. Of, I was very proud. I'm like, yes. I, mm-hmm. We love to see it. Yeah, I miss, um, when, I miss when they did, like, intros like that. Like, the recaps were, like made sense in story instead like like i love chris and it's like okay yeah thank you for letting us know what happened beforehand but if they're able to work it into like the story itself like that's just chef's kiss you know Mm 
Mm -hmm. And then cut to the next scene, and Glossman shows back up at Tom Riley's house. Then he he calls him Riley. And I get it, like, you know, calling people back on last time, so that's, that's a totally normal thing. But he's like, hi, O'Reilly. And I'm like, you have no right to talk to my <laughs> uncle like that. Go away. Disrespectful. Honestly, yeah. I, I said, imagine Bernard in a suit and then snort because I just keep, <laughs> like, when I imagine, you know, Bart, not, no, not Bart, Bernard, when he's like doing all these campaign manager stuff, he has to look professional and dress up and all this stuff. But I still imagine him doing it in his like janitorial uniform, carrying his bucket and squeegee around with him. <laughs> he, wait, no, his, his outfit is all black. He has his his cap is 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 all black. His little squeegee has the bow tie on it. His bucket has a tie, <laughs> and it's all black, and it has like you know the lapels and whatever. Yeah, I'm like you can't oh, tell me that he didn't show up to one of these things in his uniform, being like duty never stops. Honestly, yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> Bernard gets to the little theater where they're doing the debate, and he's like, "Oh man, these windows." Hang on a minute, Tom. I just gotta gotta take care of something real quickly, and then we can go. Oh, Eugene and Sam are walking along, and does Eugene does he slip in a puddle or does he fall in the creek? I think he falls in. Yeah, because like okay. they're talking. I think somebody else is talking. A boat is talking about like you gotta make sure you have a strong, a steady footing on something for like his campaign or whatever. And then it cuts to Eugene like yo, and then he falls in the river. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that there's a name funny. for that. Oh, shoot. What is it? Um, it's a something cut for comedic effect. Duh. No, what's it called? Not jump cut. Oh, what's that? Jump cut. That's not the right thing. Like it's it's like in the Lion King when uh the little uh oh oh my gosh what's his name the weasel. Timon? Yeah. Yeah, Timon. When Timon is like, I, what am I going to do? Dress in drag and do the who? And then it cuts to him doing exactly that. There's a name oh, for that yeah. kind of cut, but I don't remember what it's called. And that's driving me... Hang on. So you guys can keep talking about the episode, but I need to look. He cut out, <laughs> but he, where he's going to be looking that up, um, while he looks that up, all I can say is Eugene is pro how like Eugene's probably like 22 years old and an icon because he like fell yes. in the crib and he is like Sam's like do you need help oh no I am a perfectly good help I'm fine I'm fine but to Eugene it's like you when people ask you how you are and you say you're fine but you're, you're but you're not fine but you can't say that because nobody will understand no. my man's really fell in a creek and try to play it off as a fashion choice. <laughs> a creative statement, creative literature. <laughs> it's a Gilligan cut. What? Gilli oh. It's a Gilligan cut. A Gilligan cut. Okay. A Gilli oh, Gilligan uh, cut. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, the, a Gilligan cut slightly different than what I was thinking of then. Than what happens here, because a Gillen Gilligan cut is if a like a character explicitly stating, "I'm not going to do this." And then it cuts to them doing that exact thing. Like, and then yeah. here's an example of Donald Duck that I'm just going to show you guys. But, um, darn, never mind. I got my film or things like, wrong. Or like, um, like, um, Loki in the Thor movie where they're on. Get help. You know, yeah, he's like, I am not doing get help. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, what the hell? Get out! Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what a Gilligan cut is. So, what happens in the episode is not a Gilligan cut, though. So, anyway. We all need to go back to film school, even though we haven't gone to film school. I have not gone. I haven't even gone to video production in at my school, for Pete's sake. You have a video production class? We do. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Shelly! It's Young. yeah, it's what we get for uh being the biggest school in Art City. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean not to flex or anything, but like, you know. <laughs> we have the highest <laughs> amounts of of electives of any school in our in our city and uh we're the only city that actually has a sociology course. 
that you can take. So, I mean... Uh, the only city in your province? Sorry? You just said you're the only city that has a sociology course. Do you mean school? Or you literally <laughs> We're the mean... only school in our city that has a sociology okay. course. What I meant to say, because my brain has a couple crossed wires at the moment. Okay, Good that gosh. makes more sense. Because I'm like, you're the only school in the province? What? We are the only school in the province, actually. That's why we're. At, that's why we're so big. Is we get every single student. Yeah. Yeah. It's really weird though. Like this. Sorry, but like my teacher was talking the other day, and he's like, "So when you think about it, Massey or like my school doesn't have like has a lot of people. Like it sounds like we have a lot of people. Whatever. We do have a lot of people, but relative to our to the population of our city, like." He said, my teacher said something like one in five people go to Massey at some point in their day. Just given the amount of students and the amount of, like, staff that go there. So, yeah. So that figure is probably, it's probably more like one in 10 or like one in 25 or something. But still, like, it's... Anyways, uh, what are we talking about? Um, so, you you know... Eugene fell in. He's like 22 years old and a complete icon. We stand Eugene. Um, 100%. Yeah. And then I skipped a page. Or maybe I didn't skip a page. But all this stuff. And then um, wait. Uh, Okay. So, you know, there's all that stuff. And then they make too much noise. And then they the inspectors then you know they're dumping all that chemical into the the creek got it on tape and then um where's my head they make eugene and sam are too loud no connie shows up because why wouldn't connie just show up and i can imagine (laughs) eugene and sam hiding behind some shrubs and connie walks up behind them like what are you dorks doing Mm honestly yeah hi like just like we gotta make sure you can get are you can you hear what they're saying sam yeah i got it hi guys what are you doing (laughs) it's like connie please you're so oblivious to the entire situation honestly yeah um connie please read the room (laughs) it's It's not that nobody tells you anything it's that it's just you know yeah it just goes over your head because she's like ah why am I always the last one to find out what's going on? She says this after, like, the inspectors, I say with air quotes, come running at Eugene and Sam. And Eugene's yeah. like, run for your life! And Connie's like, why am I always the last person to find out what's going on? And yeah. then Eugene and Sam get to the car. Eugene's like, where are my keys? And they're in the ignition. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that was, that was funny. And I swear, like, Sam was probably, like, he was looking into the proverbial camera, like on the office. Like, ma- remember to not put your ke- keep your keys in the ignition, Eugene. Like, you just know. Like, I, mm-hmm. I just got those vibes. Like, Sam was looking into a camera if there was one in the studio. Like, don't leave your keys in the ignition. <laughs> he turns the camcorder to face him. Exactly. <laughs> oh gosh, I was really confused though. Like, it's like, oh yeah, okay, Sam, run. Stop in the name of the environment and whatever that whole. Thing. Um, are they just gonna ditch Connie? <laughs> yeah, like she's talking with Frank and Bert. Like, hey, do you know what? Do you know what? What do those two guys make off with? And she's like, I have no idea what just happened. I was just supposed to pick up Sam and Eugene, and now they're peeling off, and they've left me behind, and now I don't know what I'm doing. And classic Connie. And then, honestly, um, they're getting ready for like the other debate, and Connie is doing Tom's makeup, and oh, your Aunt Agatha. <laughs> yeah, Aunt Agatha, and all this stuff. But then, when they kept saying Aunt Agatha. I couldn't help but think of Agnes from WandaVision because yeah. she was always like Auntie Agnes and then she started going by Agatha. I'm like, I can't stop it, Brian, stop it. 
Oh my gosh! Yeah, wait, no, actually, yeah, no, like, cause yeah, like when we when we when you mentioned that like a minute or two ago, like, oh yeah, it's been Agatha all along. But then, wait, but yeah, she goes by Agnes. Yeah. But and then suddenly she's Agatha. That never clicked when I was watching the show. But like, what? It's weird. The ending of that show just took a really weird turn that I did not expect. But yeah, right. It's a good show though. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, I watched it with one of my friends, and she was like bawling. Her. I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah. So there's that. And then also, when Tom was complaining about the makeup, do y'all want to hear a special American history story? Heck yeah. Sure. Okay. So <laughs> back, I learned this last year. When during the presidential running or whatever it was like the running before jfk came into office him and nixon they were gonna have a debate or whatever and it was the first televised presidential debate ever kennedy had like background and tv and stuff so he knew like you know you gotta have a little stage makeup on so you don't look washed out on camera nixon either i don't remember if like he just didn't know it or if he just like refused to wear makeup, much like Tom, and he's like, there's no way I'm doing that. I am a guy. No. But, <laughs> so Kennedy does. Nixon doesn't. And then Nixon looks pale as a ghost. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, he's dying. He's sick. <laughs> <laughs> really? Because he looks so pale. And that's, I'm pretty sure that's one of the reasons why he didn't win the election. Because everyone's like, well, if he's sick, you don't want a sick person mm. who could potentially die in office because you don't no want him to die way. 30 days after he comes into term. And I'm like, that, that is funny. That is really that is funny. funny. That's crazy. I That's really whack that that small thing could sway an elect. That's... Well, I don't know. I like, mean, yeah. no, 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 no. Like, that, that makes perfect sense. Like, I'm just, like, I'm just a little bit mind-blown. Like, wow. <laughs> Stage makeup really do be a bit powerful, though. Mm-hmm. It's just so funny when Connie's like, Tom, you don't want to look pale and fleshed out and all this stuff. And then Bernard's like, man, you look like my Agatha. But then she's like, here, Tom, let me do your mascara. And I can imagine Tom, like, literally, like, squirming away from her, like a little two-year-old. Like, get away from me. Get that demon oh, away from me. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, can you imagine this, like... Probably like what 50, 60 year old man, like, is like, come on, I'm gonna do your mascara. And he's like, no. <laughs> Blush, maybe, but no. Right? My idea of Tom kind of looks like my grandpa. So I'm just imagining like me doing my grandpa's makeup. Oh my and like, Grandpa, come here. Let me put your mascara on. And he's like, Gracie, get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> come on, Grandpa, it's for science. I'm gonna put a little bit of eyeshadow. Bit of eyeliner, mascara, come on, blush. Yeah. Might need a little bit of concealer over a couple places, you know. Just don't worry about <laughs> it, bro. When Bernard was like, Connie, you're gonna want to put a little more of that dark stuff on him. Yeah. <laughs> Roasted. Oh, man. Oh, can you imagine, like, Tom Riley with, like, Avril Lavigne eye- levels of eyeliner just around his eyes, like, getting up to do a, a serious mayoral debate, like, Oh gosh. That gives me Eugene Kardashian vibes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good yeah. gosh. I I've I wasn't in the fandom when that was a thing, I don't think. And I've I've only wait, seen wait, the, what happened? the Eugene Kardashian. Oh yes. <laughs> that oh, person yeah. post. I wasn't like super involved. I was like, I was like around when that mm. happened. I remember seeing it and being like, hmm. I think I reblogged it with something about, you know, like the catch me outside thing. Catch I, I reblogged it, but I put it in like Eugene speak and it, and it was like, um, f- exit the perimeter with me or something like this. I can't, I can't remember, yeah! I can't remember what it was. <gasps> it, was like follow me to the outside of the perimeter or follow me to the perimeter of this building does that seem oh. adequate or something or something, <laughs> like, or something like that i can't remember but it was really funny i thought it was hilarious oh my I, was, I was rolling i thought it was so funny can you I imagine remember. some poor sap like coming just coming into the tumblr fandom like oh i wonder if there are any aio fans 
on Tumblr, and that's the first post they see. Like, that's basically oh. that. That's so funny. Oh gosh. Wait, no. I've this is my this is like one of my like four notes on this episode. So hang on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then like boat comes in like two minutes and is like, hey the. Uh, the episode, oh, the episode, the debate's about to start in a minute, and I just wanted to say, may the best man win, whatever, and it's like, okay, like, what do you want, Bart, and whatever. <laughs> I'm just like, hey, you kind of look, my Aunt Agatha, I know, and then just Bernard, get out, <laughs> Bart. Yeah. I love that, yeah. He's like, maybe I should start over. No makeup for me. Or the shameless self-promo, or one of the many shameless self-promos, the Electric Palace, where if we don't have it, then you don't need it. I'm like, that's me with Amazon. If Amazon doesn't have it, I don't need it. <laughs> Honestly, fair. You might be hard-pressed, though, because Amazon has so much random crap. Mm-hmm. And then there's that. Yeah. And then he asks Bart about the special interest groups. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think baseball cards. I love collecting baseball cards. I've been doing it all my life. And I think this city needs to help people collect baseball cards. Like, well, at least you tried. Oh, man. Yeah, that is uh, like it's like for the episode. That's hilarious. Like, oh, yes, of course. Special interests. I love special interests. We should have more of them. Surprise. I'm actually talking about baseball cards. But if there was a legitimate political camp, like political candidate who got up on a stage and was like, yes, we need more baseball cards. That would be terrifying. <laughs> I, I won't get into that. I'm the only American right now, but I could say some things. Um, uh, the election's over, folks. Uh, so there's that. And then Cindy, they're storming. And they're like, Todd Bradley's crick is poison, and he's poisoning all of you, and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you lie, you liars. I almost quoted Legally Blonde the musical, if you actually get what I mean. And then, <laughs> um, there's another song reference. When Tom was, not Tom, Bart, he was saying something like, let's bring peace to the world. Peace, love, joy, we are the world, we are the children. I'm like, I appreciate all these song references right now. <laughs> yeah, honestly. You know, no. you know Bart's like the kind of guy who listens to just, he just randomly peppers song quotes out his speech. Yeah. He's just I mean, kind of a vibe. This was the dude that wanted like 60s Day, so promoting peace and love isn't surprising. True. <laughs> No, peace and love. I don't know how much peace and love you can get when you're Bart Craft <laughs> um, <laughs> Peace, maybe a tiny bit. Love. And love a, money. I mean, of, yeah, exactly. Um, and then sometime during the um, debate, too, they're like, sni- they start sniping at each other. And then uh-huh. uh, I think Tom at some point, he's like, there's, there's, you've said nothing about rhetoric. You stand for nothing. And the only thing that was running through my head is like, if you stand for nothing, Bart, what are you talking about? Yeah. Because yes. like, yeah. we got to get a Hamilton reference in here at least once. Yes, we do. Um, all that stuff. And then he called, Bart called Tom an intolerant hate monger. But I'm like, don't talk to my uncle like that. Honestly, yeah. Like, if um, as soon as Tom raises, like, a decent point, he just starts dissing the man, like... I am and, like, fight me, bro! I will stand for this fictional character. Exactly, yeah, honestly. Um, man, I... The audacity. There's that. Poor Jack got roped into it. Who was the other narrator that was, like, talking on the television? He was like, let's cut to our other camera. Who was that? Uh, I couldn't tell you. Abby, do you know? Was it, like, just, like, a random person? Okay, because I feel like it's, like, another character, and I just don't remember who it is, but also, like, I don't know. 
um, some stuff happens. And then Bart's like, you know, I called Tom. I told him if you want to be mayor, sure, go ahead, be mayor. I, my earbuds fell out. I don't really care yeah. anymore. All this stuff. And then I have in my notes, Tom's in office. You know what that means? Mass conversion of Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I'd like a good way, you know. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And then um, my notes got really bad at the end. But my final note is, Glossman, why don't you go die? And that's all I have. <laughs> because it was at the end when he was like, yeah, I know, I know. Big mistake. I screwed up all this stuff. And then he's like, Tom Riley won't be seeing, or this won't be the last of Tom Riley seeing me. And like, just go away. Give up. Just leave. Yeah, he's just such a slimy, slimy guy. Just a slimy, slippery. He's, he's a weasel. He's a weasel. He is a weasel. He's a weasel. He's a slimy weasel. He's just coated. It's a weasel, but he's coated in slime. Like you know, just kind of. It's, it's a slick, you know. Sneaky. Slime tutorial. Who? Sorry. You know how, like, on all the Broadway bootlegs, they call them slime tutorials. <laughs> Oh yeah! Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's all I have. Does anybody else have anything else to say? Um, I have one note on the appreciation of Tom. You are an anti-environmentalist. I'm a farmer. <laughs> like I just love. I like. I really enjoyed that line. Um. And yeah, that's that's all I got. Abby, any thoughts on Tom Fumer? No, not really. You covered just about all of it. Sick. Well. Well, uh, thank you all for listening. We got a, uh, uh, how do we end these things? I'm pulling up the random number generator. Oh yeah, because we do episodes after. Yeah, because we do that. We do that. That's crazy, bro. Oh, Matthew, guess what number popped up? Oh, is it 69? Yeah. <gasps> Which means next week we will be reviewing All's Well with Boswell. <gasps> Yo! That was Such one of my episode. favorite episodes. You never know what will happen in an adventures and absurdity. But da 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 Beautiful. Let's go on tour, guys. Start a band. Oh, 100%. I got the drums. I think Abby has the ukulele. Yeah, I've got the ukulele and my awesome vocals. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. I got the clarinet. Heck yeah. We got a ukulele, a drums, and a clarinet. Three instruments that go hand in hand together. So, disclaimer. We're also not affiliated with Focus on the Family, by the way. Please don't ever think that. Today's episode was brought to you by Aram, the recording bot. We're, We're here! here. Goodbye! Goodbye. Goodbye.